what is going on? Hope everyone had a fantastic weekend. Welcome to another episode of Outside the Shoot. I'm your host, Randy Frame. What an episode we have for you this week. We had the pleasure of sitting down with four-time Pan Am Games gold medalist, three-time ISC World Champ, ISC Hall of Famer, and recent inductee into the Softball Canada Hall of Fame, the one and only Brian Patton. What a career Brian has had. I mean, the previously mentioned accomplishments are just a sample of what he's done over his story career. Eight years as captain of the Canadian national team, four-time ISC All-World Selection, MVP of the 1995 ISCs. The list goes on and on. It's actually ridiculous. We're going to talk to Brian about getting a start in the game in Woodstock, how NHL Hall of Famer George Armstrong was the one who told him to switch from being a catcher to an outfielder. That's a great story. Uh, his time with the Toronto Gators, his time with Team Canada, and much, much more. Such an amazing talk this was with one of our country's best to ever play the game. Hopey and I are still talking about this one, and we're so happy Brian was able to take the time to come on and chat with us. With that being said, this is Outside the Shoot, and anything goes. I've got the world in my palm, lights, camera, action, it's on. I can't describe what I'm feeling, ain't never felt this freedom. I've got the world in my palm, lights, camera, action, it's on. Ain't never felt this freedom. Could you, could you say that anything Good, man. Good, good. Thank you. I said, how are you doing? Good? <laughs> yeah. I said, good, good. Yeah, good. How are you man. doing? Just weird. Yeah. Uh, hey, first back. of all, we're oh, going to start with a happy 40th birthday to friend of the show, Steve Mullally. Dolly, even. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This comes out on Monday, but it is Thursday. We're recording on well, Thursday. Well, today is November the 30th, and we would like to wish uh, Steve, Captain Canada, in our eyes, uh, one of the greatest moments in softball history. We're not going to talk about it anymore. No, that's it. But Steve Lolly, happy birthday, Lolly. Happy birthday, buddy. Happy 40th. That's a big one, dude. I Absolutely. thought you were a lot older, but anyway, happy birthday. Happy birthday to Cam Schiller as well. Yes, that's right. Happy birthday to Cam. I did wish Cam a happy birthday today, too. Yeah. 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 Another friend of the show. Another sure. friend of the show. Yeah. That's awesome. That's boys getting up there in age. Absolutely. <laughs> How was your week? Oh, good man. Yeah. Good talk. Telling you before, I said we had a big tie on yeah, our hockey league against yeah. uh, the the old Bears. There, they're perfect nine and zero oh going that's to the awesome. game. But we were and then we were down five nothing and come back and tie. Yeah, that's crazy. Five on answer. Yeah, so, that's crazy. Yeah, big week in the household for the frames. That's here. awesome. Kenzie um, update. Yeah, I just got actually before yes. I came here. Um, I was talking to Jeff. Uh, was talking some softball stuff, of course, because that's all we ever do. Yep. And I asked him about Kenzie. Um, of course, following Kenzie on her, uh, bone marrow transplant journey on Facebook, of course, Jen posts all every time or sorry, every night, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. Kenzie, uh, Jeff said, there's nothing really to report on. It's like every day is the same day lately. And I said, you know, for the last two weeks, I I've really noticed that things have been getting better. Yep. And Jeff said, yes, definitely they are. Kenzie has more energy. She's exercising more. She's being more like Kenzie was which is fantastic mm -hmm. news. So fingers crossed that everything keeps going the way it's going. Um, oh, wait, just a sec. Before, yes, before you sure. say anything. Yeah. Fraser liked your hoodie. But like. Oh, yeah, Fraser, we liked your hoodie. <laughs> Whatever, bullshit. I didn't like it. <laughs> uh, 
Jeff said that uh, she is doing well. And I, and I did mention to him that I, I noticed a big change. Remember, I think we mentioned it last time. I think that the common denominator has been Brody. Right. When, when he goes there, like she's just a changed person. Yeah, yeah, which, yep. and, and I love how that's, close they are. But uh, anyway, keep praying for Ken's. Uh, Ken's Frazier family. We all love you guys. And we're hoping and praying every day for you guys. Absolutely. Yeah. Love you, Ken's. I got something to break up. You and your wife broke up? What? What'd you say? I said, I have something to bring up. Okay, go ahead. I thought you said break up. <laughs> Jesus, man. I like finally she left him. Uh, Spitting chiclets. Yeah, it's amazing. I, okay. I, I, I know. You, you, would think, you would think that I'd listen to it all the time. Yeah. Being like, because I love hockey, hockey so of course. Much. Anyway, yeah. the last three weeks, I haven't missed it. I've listened to the whole thing complete. Yeah. I used to go back. I'd listen to like, if... A certain guest was on. I would just go right to when the guest was. Yeah, on instead of listening instead, to all the yeah, the updates to what they're talking about. Yeah. Oh my big frig. mistake. Amazing. Yeah. The fact that it's fucking hilarious. Biz, biz calling everybody a fucking weapon and yeah. playing tummy sticks and just <laughs> yeah. like what is going on here? Dirtbag New York Ranger fans. This is the best <laughs> thing ever. It's and such a good show. Like this week's past episode, and I I said to you, I said. Probably one of the funniest things I've ever heard was they did a call in. Yeah. And what the guy. Yeah, I can't remember the guy's name, but hey, this is Chad calling from the 519 or whatever it was. Or, yeah, but I'm from the whatever area code and it's yeah. Wisconsin. And, and they were like, like do, you think, do you think do you think we know area codes? Like, do you think people listening to the show know where the fuck 509 is? Or. <laughs> And then oh he said from God. Wisconsin. Man, it was, the people from Wisconsin would yeah. know or something. Yeah. Oh my God. That was hilarious. And then the guy from Nova Scotia, Brad, Brad called. Brad, yeah. And he was talking about how Montreal fans were booing Bedard. And, you know, do you think, what What was your opinion on it? He he didn't like it, but Biz loved it. <laughs> yeah. Biz loved it. But then Witt chimed in. He's like, you know what? He's like, as being on the road and getting booed is, you know, you got to take that as a, as compliment, a compliment, yeah. you know, but I was on the other side of it. I was at home getting booed, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. holy shit, man. I was It's an awesome roaring. show. So yeah. I, I'm like dialed in now as yeah. far as- I can't wait. Is. I told you, I can't wait. Tuesday mornings, as soon as Tuesday mornings roll around, I always book my uh, assessments Tuesdays for long drives. <laughs> Do you? Yeah, like today I booked it for, or sorry, uh, for Tuesday I booked it for Berwick. Yeah. So I had to travel to Berwick. I got to listen all the way down on the way home. I'm yeah. anxious to see next week if they- talk about the Bedard Corey Perry thing shit I know well they did mention a little bit at the end of it but I think they knew what was going on as far as the rumors go but can you believe it went two days with everybody thinking it was Bedard's mother but like, with with comments about about Chicago getting ahead of it made so much sense right they should be saying no it's not about this or this is what it is about instead of all these the fucking rumor mills like are all around everywhere right everybody's thinking well, cory perry's banging Bedard's mom like, that's <laughs> fucking ridiculous <laughs> no, i was like i was like this cannot be true and how how hard would that be on that 18 year old kid too like well, hearing all these rumors. you know what's funny though i went back like his last three games that he's played he hasn't been himself he's like the last game especially he was minus one with no with one shot on goal yeah that's like, not good that's not good so obviously no. this whole shit was has to be weighing on him yeah they get they get and a, they, i think chicago has to come out and i think that well, obviously connor would know that his mother did not have well you would hope relations with Corey yeah. Perry. you would hope right yeah but i mean just the fact that everything's so out in the open now yeah. online that has to that had to I, I really hope that it 
it didn't happen because yeah. we're going to look stupid. <laughs> really? But at the same time, I well, think Chicago should come out and, and yeah. actually explain as to what. Well, going they did on. say it wasn't a family member or anything. Yeah, they did say that, but they might have been just trying to save face. Who right. knows? Who really knows? Well, why, don't, said, why don't they just come out and say what it is? Well, the rumor. Corey Perry punched a trainer or something like that. Well, the rumor is today it was Chris Chelios' daughter. Oh, my Jesus Christ. That was. You know, that's, I don't know. It's just rate, crazy. There's all kinds of rumors. Either way, I like spitting chickless now. It's I the love it. best. I love it. Uh, yeah. Big guest we have. Yeah. Brian and you Patton, got to meet him personally there did, yeah. a few weeks ago up I was in very uh, lucky. Niagara Falls. Yeah. Uh, tell us about, like, I mean. Yeah. So, I well, I, I've known, as I said in the last podcast, I believe, I, I've known Brian. I knew who Brian was. Um, he's a little older than I am, but I did get to play against him. Right. I played against him in 94. In Summerside? Uh, no, not in Summerside. In Halifax, actually. When I played for the Summerside 94s, we had an exhibition doubleheader. Oh, right. Yeah, you mentioned at that. Yeah, Games yeah, yeah, Diamond. Yeah. But I also played against him that same year in Saskatoon at the Nationals. Okay. So I, I know who he is, of course. And I knew who he was because I follow softball my whole life. And I knew he played for Team Canada for 440 years. Didn't and, you play against the Gators, though, in 94 in Summerside? No, we didn't play. I didn't, oh, you didn't I played play for... Uh, I ended up going to the ICs with Windsor Legion. Our right. team got put in. I was with Summerside. I was picked up by the Summerside 94s that year, Smitty's team. Yeah. I thought you played against them. Not as, oh, no. You, not, no. Right. I played against uh, Ashland. Yeah. And you played against... Uh, Summerside. I put, We played against Smitty's team. Yeah. And I played against uh, Shane Nukanu's team. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was having, you know, like it, episodes mixed up here. Oh, of course you do. We've had a lot. We have. Yeah. So anyway, man, I mean, yeah, he was great. So his hall of fame speech was, was wicked. Yeah. And right, right there. I just knew this guy's going to be a storyteller. And I certainly hope that is the case. Cause well, as I said you, earlier, you line this all up, man, you line <laughs> this all up. Well, I, both time I fucking did something. Yeah. But, I mean, that's awesome. <laughs> the well, fact I'm that not, you, you said his number right after you did, you're like, Oh, I got it right away. I walked <laughs> right awesome. up to him and congratulated. I skipped everybody else in that building because <laughs> 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 I knew who he was and I wanted to congratulate him, of course, cause he has such a, a crazy ass career. Yeah. But I, I was talking to Fraser earlier, as I said to you, um, Fraser. A lot of people like having the older guys on too. It's great having the new up and comers. It's fantastic. I love it because yeah. that's what we're following now. That's in in right now. What's going on in our world? Yep. It's so fun getting some of the old guys on. Absolutely. For example, John Hill. John Hill John, was so was awesome. So fucking fun. I yep. loved it. It was yep. probably one of my favorite episodes yep, so far. Me too. And guys like Colin Abbott when we had him on. Yep. Love that stuff because the storytelling. Is what really captures a lot of our audience. I think it's because we were we grew up watching it yeah. like as kids, and we're like we were so enthralled. That's what made us love the game was watching those guys. Absolutely, and man. The fact that you know getting to hear the stories, yeah. them telling it, that's wicked. Just a one, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm very excited. I'm excited for our listeners uh, because I think Brian's going to be. A There's some, yeah. I got some crazy facts yeah. do, doing my research for yeah. this one. There's some stuff that uh, can't wait to talk. Like the fact that he played for Whitehorse in his first senior match. Like <laughs> yeah. that, I was like, what? I know. What? I was like, how the hell didn't I know that? Like that's something you'd think, you know, we've been doing the podcast for almost three years now. Yeah. And three years. Well, holy shit. June 2020, oh July, 2020. So wow, man, so it, yeah. it's over three years. 2020 to 2021 to 22, 23. Yeah. yeah. Over, yeah. Good amount. Jesus, man. <laughs> I said, man. I said almost three years. It's been over. And we haven't made one nickel. <laughs> I know, man. This sucks. <laughs> and now we're looking for sponsors. Yeah. All right. Anyway. So, uh, yeah, this episode with Brian's just going to be friggin' amazing. So, uh, let's get to him, Hobie. Okay, brother. Sounds good. Yo. All 
right, here we go. We are happy to have on with us today four-time Pan Am Games gold medalist, three-time ISC world champion, ISC Hall of Famer, and recent inductee into the Softball Canada Hall of Fame, the one and only Brian Patton. Brian, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Uh, my pleasure, guys. How's things going this evening? Uh, you know what? Quiet day. I am uh, retired. Weather's kind of uh, warmed up. We had a good snowstorm here yesterday in Woodstock, so... Excellent. Actually, the sun was shining, so I had a great day. Right on, right on. First off, while it's uh, still fresh, congrats on the recent softball Canada Hall of Fame induction. Uh, has it sunk in yet? Um, yes, actually. It's, we, we, my good friend, Charlie Hendricks, we, he brought all the boys to my hometown. We had like 150 people uh, having a little celebration at the local uh, Navy club. So yeah. All the all the guys were down there living a reliving a lot of history. I'm telling the stories. That's for sure. I was gonna I was gonna bring that up because I did see it on on Facebook. Have have you recovered from the from last weekend or what? <laughs> you know what? It, it, it's it, it's so humbling for me. I, I kept a low profile. Yeah. Um. I, I did have some exciting company stay here for the weekend and Darren Zach. So, God damn it! Oh um, wow. He, he yeah he kept uh, he kept me pretty busy and we. Lived, uh, relived a lot of stories and oh, had a lot of fun. So that's so awesome. Yeah, I bet there's a, a few stories there. What? Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, surprisingly, uh, when we're older, it's easy to live in the past because I'm not one to talk about things too much. But yeah, there were stories, of course, uh, a lot of stories off the field and yeah. uh, <laughs> and some on the field. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> yeah. What was it? What was it like getting the call for the uh, the Hall of Fame? Must have been, you know, pretty exciting for you. Um, you know, what? it was truly an honor. You know, I uh, I did I didn't really understand the protocol, and there had to be a, a nomination and all that stuff. And I kept hearing uh, it was going to come, it was going to come, but and I kind of it's been so long. I <laughs> be honest with you, I kind of forgot about it. So <laughs> when they did call, it was really exciting. That's for sure. Was it? Nervous getting up in front of all those people doing that speech. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm not a speech maker either, but I was quite impressed with the, the way that turned out. So, yeah, you did yeah, a you really see, good job for sure. Yeah. I got to witness it. It was uh, uh, it was fantastic, especially some of your stories around you. Charlie Hendricks too. Uh, I like that stuff. Yeah, uh, well, um, lots of them, believe me. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I did. I did mention to Randy uh, one of the things I took away from that because I've played ball a long time myself, and <laughs> one of the things you said was, you know, how you, you know, with the the way social media is now and phones and all that stuff, that uh, you told your wife, and your wife was there at the at the at the Hall of Fame induction, but you said, uh, yeah, we were leaving for wherever you were going on a Wednesday because you had to play ball on Thursday, when in fact you didn't play ball until Friday. I was like, that is <laughs> so fucking classic. Yeah. You know what, yeah. guys? That was, that, I got inducted into the uh, <laughs> Hall of Fame, and that was a, a well-kept secret that we did that. <laughs> yeah. And without without notifying me, Charlie stood up there and uh, he did my introduction, and he addressed that, yes, I confess that we left Wednesday morning. <laughs> 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 That's told, told the girls we were supposed to play Thursday afternoon or something. Yeah, I don't. Truth be known, I don't think we played till Friday night. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's. I think that's what I told Randy. That's amazing. I mean, I think we've all done that. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, I said we played a triple header one night. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's um, fun. Oh, fun yeah. stuff. The, the, the things you do, do, do. Yeah, the things you do to, st to hang out with the boys and uh, you know Absolutely. have a couple. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it sounds like you guys know, but yeah, so much fun. It's, you know, especially for myself, uh, 
I love playing the game, but we had so much fun off the field with the travel, not just Charlie Hendricks, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As I say, I was uh, reliving some stuff with Brad Underwood and uh, on the on the weekend there. You know what? Uh, once you have something in common, you just keep laughing about the same stuff. Oh yeah, for oh, sure, one hundred percent. A mean, lot I'm, of the same stories. I've said it on here too. Softball is like, fa- especially fast pitch. I mean. It's like a fraternity. Once you're in and you play it, yeah. you know, at a high level, it's the the memories you make and the friends you make. They, they stay with you for a lifetime. It's a family. You know what? They never. You're right. They never go away. And unfortunately, we don't get to uh, catch up to people uh, that often. So yeah. Oh, geez, I probably had uh, even when I started playing ball. Like when I say 150, but there, I think there's probably 12 Toronto Gators there, and then my local teammates and. Uh, wow. Wow. Back back when it all started, so it was uh, pretty really cool actually, and I you know it's probably made me more humble because I'm realizing you know what it is it was a big deal it really was absolutely so. absolutely yeah. yeah nobody will ever take that away from you for sure yeah thanks well let's uh, let's test the memory here let's go back to the to when it all began uh, how how did you get your start in the game Brian well. Uh, this would be an interesting story for you because you know what? I was, uh, <laughs> I was honestly, uh, thinking I was going to be a hockey player. Oh yeah. Well, and I got, I got, uh, playing some hockey with Ray Tilly, who's older than myself, who's a hall of fame guy himself. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I think I told this down in Niagara Falls, but I was 15 or 16 and he asked me if I could catch. And you know, I had watched softball down at the local park all the time just to hang out. But, I said, yeah, I can catch. But uh, so I signed up the team and I got to the park and I was a back catcher. I <laughs> never played in my life. And I was like 15 or 16 years old. <laughs> and from that game forward, I uh, continued to play. Wow. That's but really most, most kids are playing when they're seven, eight and stuff like that. Yeah. That's so, a, that's a late start for sure. And yeah, all, beca- so all because somebody needed fun. a catcher. <laughs> uh, yeah, catcher. You know what, guys? I stood eight feet behind the umpire or behind the batter. <laughs> yeah. And the umpires kept saying, "You got to move up. You got to move up." <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I did. Uh, I did okay, but I only caught for the one year. Right on. Well, did did I read that? Like NHL Hall of Famer, the late great George Armstrong was the one who suggested that you switch. You read that absolutely because you know what I was playing hockey in Toronto for George, for the Chief, and uh, we were trying to finish up some baseball. And he allowed me to come home the first year I was playing, and he asked me what I was playing. I said I'm the catcher. He goes, uh, no, <laughs> no, but you're not catching. So I actually had to tell my local team here that uh, I can come back on Sunday because we weren't playing to play in a playoff game in, in softball but I had to move to the outfield <laughs> and that's, uh, wow. that's what I made the switch. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. Well, a little off topic of ball. What was, what was George Armstrong like anyway? Cause I mean, that's just a legendary figure and especially in Canada. You know, what a thrill to be able to play for somebody like that. But what was he like? Um, very humble guy, full of stories, uh, typical, chief i think i could say that yeah yeah he actually uh we we kind of our teams kind of missed the boat when i had all those great teams and he was so nonchalant because um he didn't really have to coach because that's when they had the great marley team so i was just after that and he as funny as this sounds i remember him saying he reta- he got out of it because he said he didn't have the horses to pull the wagon which i, <laughs> I found that so funny <laughs> that's what he said wow and then he stopped coaching but uh, what a treat. Cause you know what? I, it's a pleasure for me to say, Hey, I, uh, 
played for George Armstrong. Johnny Bauer was our goalie coach. And then my next wow. coach came in and it was, it was uh, Bill White. They used to play for Chicago. If you remember, I don't That's know. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. So really cool experience. That's awesome. What, and did Jim Poplinski play with you? Who's that? Jim Poplinski. The K- that played for the Calgary yes, Flames. Yes. yes, he did. Yes. Yeah. It's it's yeah. funny the things that you can find on online. Online, yeah. Hockey DB. And I wasn't sure if that was you, but yeah, I, I was like, oh, wow. He played with Jim Poplinski for a couple of years there in, in junior. So yeah, that's pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 He was a great guy. And I would kind of followed his career and up being the captain. And uh, actually, he was one of my closer buddies on that team. Awesome. That's, that's, that's the things cool you find so out, the things you find out. So, I mean, growing up, what was, uh, what was the landscape of ball like, you know, around your area during the time you were growing up? Well, uh, guys, I just told this story on the weekend because, uh, in Woodstock here, we had, it was really competitive and it was kind of a hotbed for around this area. Um, if you can believe it at one point, I was still young. I was, uh, always playing with men. As I say, I started when I yeah. was like 15, but right. it was right into men's ball. But it was so competitive. We actually had, at one point, three senior teams that, in my opinion, could have competed uh, throughout Ontario here and did okay. So Wow. wow. Um, and a, another stat, and I don't mind saying, because I said it on Sunday, if, if, I'm not sure if you're aware of this or not, but so at this point, we were like 28,000 people. And so out of uh, Woodstock here alone, there was three of us on the national team at the same time. Wow, man. That's right, crazy. Right, Holy. right from Woodstock. So uh, to me, that's just, a, that's easy for me to say because I'm only a third of that. Right? So That's yeah. so incredible. That's crazy. Yeah. Right from your area. That was, yeah. It was <laughs> Ray Tilly. I'm, you probably heard that name. Yes, Another yes, for sure. Another guy named uh, Bob, Bob McKinnon. Okay. 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 Wow. That's, that's crazy. So, awesome. I mean, the caliber yeah. of ball, I mean, the games that must have been played, you know, back then just have been, they must have been lights out. Um, you know what? I, <laughs> I'm going back to Sunday a lot here, <laughs> but I addressed with the guys down there that, you know what, I actually, uh, I tried to explain the difference when you get to the higher level. And I had to say that, uh, of course, the level was higher. But it really wasn't that much higher because I was a young guy always playing with uh, men, right? So, yeah. I mean, uh, of course, for myself, I'm looking at the, the, the structure of men's ball and I was only like 17 type of thing. So, yeah, but the quality here in the competition, it was used to be a real big deal. So that obviously, I mean, that would have accelerated your development. Yeah, just propelled. For sure. But you know what? That's what I say. There was, there was no question because... Uh, I, I wasn't playing against your local uh, Bantam teams and traveling to Kitchener and stuff like that. I was heading down to the park and playing uh, against another senior A uh, caliber team. Yeah, that's that's. So I, mean, I, I didn't and I didn't really know any different to be tell you the truth. So yeah, yeah for sure, not and a I bad mean, thing. And I mean, we talk about it on here. I mean, the fact that you know we have like, for example, in our in our local league here, we have like a you know a U seventeen team playing against the men, which is benefiting them when they go away to nationals. You know what I mean? Oh, there's absolutely. There's no question because, you know, men's pitching versus U17 or whatever you guys call it now, but yeah, it's all changed. Just the, the, the boys and the mentality of the game and, and the strategies. I mean, kids, it's 
my age when I was playing at 17 and what have you, uh, we weren't thinking like uh, the old guys do, that's for sure. No. no so right. can you remember when uh, you started taking the game pretty serious or or is that something you just, you always did? Um, take it, Well, I always played, I always played the game hard, I felt. Right, right. And I always played, uh, it took the game serious, but as far as on, it, w- it was serious right from the get-go because it was so competitive here. And when you have three teams like that, and, and, and a city league, everybody wants to win. So, you know what, we have three different groups or three different teams and we're competing. So frankly, it, it was always serious for me. Yeah. So around, so what years would, would this have been when you, like when you were, before you actually got to go to a senior nationals, what, when, when would this have been? You know what? I probably guys, I probably spent, um, Oh golly, from the 80 to, late late eighties playing and trying to uh, win a provincial title. And, and, uh, we, we, I never did. I came second. I came fourth. We came seventh and, uh, I, I, I got, uh, nothing but a losing record for, for years actually until I think you made course, up for I, it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah. Well, I tell you what, you have to learn how to lose before you can win. Oh, and absolutely. Case, exactly for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> Basically, things were things were drying up around Woodstock, and um, of course, my buddies call me suitcase because I end up leaving Woodstock and playing on a lot of different teams. So, oh wow! Well, there's one that I got to bring up because you, <laughs> when I yeah, you we text, were talking about this before. You, yeah. you texted me today, and your first senior Nats was with the White Horse out of the Yukon. How the hell do you end up on that team? Geez, boys, you're, you're missing this that history. <laughs> I know, and, okay. and you know what? It pisses me off that I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I got. I'll, I'll try to make it easy for you. But uh, so I left Woodstock. I went to Dorchester. I went to Burlington, and actually, I did play in a Canadian year in Burlington. But I was a pickup player. Okay. Because back you could pick up uh, players, two players from each team. But anyway, the following year we moved to Scarborough to a team called the ambassadors. Okay. And this fellow named Georgie Arkham from the white horse, they, they were trying to, they were trying to fix a, resi- a residency rule. Mm-hmm. And so what we had to do, we were, we had to go up to white horse, qualify for the Canadian championships, which we did. And, um, we went, for, I think it was out to Newfoundland that year. So, we went out to Newfoundland representing the Yukon, but yet we are from Toronto. <laughs> wow. The whole team. Oh, yeah. and, okay. Uh, That's really weird. And so I, so we called it, you know, we had the Yukon uniforms going on and we, they took us up for the week and they treated us like we were locals. It was, I'll never forget it. It was wonderful. Wow. That's awesome. Like that's, that's amazing. Actually. So they, they, yeah, they lined up all these local teams and we had to play them all. And we had to win this tournament, which was uh, pretty much a given. But I mean, yeah, yeah. So we did the whole procedure just so we could represent uh, White Horse. That's nice. And we came, uh, believe it or not, uh, we lost to Owen Sound in the final. Oh, really? Oh, wow! You made the finals. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So Yukon uh, <laughs> came, got the silver medal one year. <laughs> that's not. That's <laughs> definitely something that doesn't happen anymore. No. <laughs> Holy shit! One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So what a wicked story, though. Who would have been on your team? Like anybody notable that uh, we'd know? They're all notable. Yeah, true. Uh, 
well, give me a minute, because you know what? You guys are younger than me, so it's uh, Cowdery. Charlie Hendricks played. Charlie Hendricks? Uh, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah. He, we, he followed me around, or I followed him around for years. Nice. We played on the same teams. <laughs> um, we had a great team, some nuts. Uh, Jimmy Cowdery, do you remember that name? I do. I played against team. Jimmy Cowdery, yeah, the Cowboy. So he was the pitcher, another guy named Mike Sidor, you might know. Okay. Who pitched with the Gators, too. Uh, Glenn Ford, but a lot of guys that were very high level. So it was a good team, that's for sure. Gotcha. That's amazing. That's amazing. Love it. So I'm guessing that that was obviously just a one-off. Like you, you guys didn't go back the following year as a UConn. That was my way of getting to the national. You know, <laughs> oh, I, I yeah. struck I struck out ten times trying to get there in the provincials. So in Ontario here, right, yeah. right. That's crazy. Well, so I got to ask about. Uh, like from there till 93, because obviously 93 was the, the Gators. What uh, what did you do in between then and 93? Uh, okay, from Scarborough, I went uh, from there to um, Owen Sound. Oh, they had, some, Sound, they had some good teams. They had some great teams, and I'm just, you know what, <laughs> yeah. I'm not very good with dates, guys, but I'm sure I That's played okay. on nationals with them. And yeah. I don't recall how we did, to tell you the truth, but. Well, I remember they had the big run uh, in Sioux City, Iowa, when Brad Underwood had a tournament of uh, of his life type of thing, and I was in Cuba with Canada playing the Pan Ams. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So I didn't get to uh, I didn't get to go, but it's a funny thing they uh, they played. I don't know how many innings, but Brad Underwood was pitching all these innings, and I was coming back from Cuba. Actually, they got a hold of me in Cuba and asked me if I go to Sioux City and I said absolutely I got to Toronto and they had changed their minds and uh, so I didn't get to go in the end but they came uh, they were second that year yeah oh wow yeah I see awesome Awesome. and then of course after that uh, spent the time with the Gators right on now you had mentioned to me that your your first ISCs was with Owen Sound in 89 can you remember like what uh, you know what that was like playing at that at your first ISC World Tournament? Because I mean, you know that's a uh, everybody can usually remember their first one and and the talent that they that they're facing for the first time. But I mean, you would have faced you would have faced them on the national level, of course. Yeah. But I mean, ISC well, is a little different. Well, it it was, but back back in those days, actually. Uh, uh, the ISC wasn't uh, a focus at all. And the only team that from Ontario Hill that focused on the ISCs was uh, Owen Sound, actually. Mm. So they were going to the ISC. So my first experience was in uh, Salt Lake City, I guess. And uh, it wasn't a very good experience. I mean, it was uh, the atmosphere was great, but I think we uh, we lost out in three games, I think. Oh, sure. oh wow! And I thought well, this—that's what you know. What I like to win. This isn't a lot of fun. So <laughs> <laughs> that was my experience. And of course, as you know, it, it sure taken off from that point. But my first experience was okay. This isn't uh, no no different than a Canadian championship. But mm. as we all know, we I kind of learned that uh, it is a big deal. But yeah, well, especially back then, losing that first game. I mean, that one two barbecue. That's back tough. then. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was like, okay, <laughs> all right. Yeah. So, anyway, I didn't get a real good experience until I hooked up with uh, with Toronto. Yeah. Well, let's talk about those Gators because I mean, ninety three to ninety six. What a what a team that was, yeah. eh, Obi? Like, 
I mean, <laughs> yeah. you, I mean, you got to, did you get to, fa- you got to face, I played, I got to play the Gators. I played you guys, um, in an exhibition doubleheader in Halifax. I was with the Summerside 94s. That was when the ICs were in Summerside that year. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I played with Smitty's team and then I got to face the Gators at the nationals in Saskatoon that same summer. And that was when uh, 94, that's when uh, Darren got hurt. He didn't get to pitch in the, at the nationals. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 You're right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, I don't know guys. I don't know what to tell you. You know what? It was a case where, um, you know, I knew all the, the teams, I knew all the big players and I, and I met, uh, well, I can tell you, I met up with Darren Zach and myself met Jack Fireman, the owner of the Gators down at the Blue Jay game. Wow. And we were just talking about this the other day that he, he was, uh, he started at the top. He knew who he wanted. He got these guys and he told us that the rest of the guys would follow. And I still didn't know how good we were until we started playing actually. Yeah. And I should have known with having Darren Zach uh, <laughs> on the mound, that's, that gives us a chance at any ball game, right? Oh, gosh, yes. So it, it just got better and better f- uh, through the whole four years that I played with him. How much, like, it's funny. I mean, the fact that, you know, you said that you, all these guys showed up for your for your shindig there last weekend. How close, like, how big was the team chemistry back then? Because it seems like you guys really got along. Uh, you know what? I, I couldn't even measure that because when you bring guys from all over the province and yet gel like we did, it was it was almost like um, it was magic to tell you the truth. And we had a great leader. We It seemed like we were, trust me, we were well taken care of. We were we were babied. We had we had all the gear. It was almost like a show almost. Yeah. But everybody respect the ownership and Jack Fireman and what he had put together. Yeah, and automatically guys were playing for for a purpose. Nobody was playing for themselves, and you felt it. And the, and the friendships developed like right away, like this was meant to be type of thing. And it honestly, it carried through for four years, and never skipped a beat, no matter who was playing and and who uh, who made an error. I mean, everybody was there for one another. It was uh, often talked about an incredible, incredible thing, really. Yeah, absolutely. We still hear about that. Even this day and age with the big teams like uh, Bear Creek, Hill United, the Gremlins, it's such a family orientated uh, aspect, not to mention it's so professionally ran. And that sounds like what the Toronto Gators had way back when. And I'm sure there were other teams that had the same thing. You're absolutely right. Because yeah. I always, we always kid about this because I think Jack Fireman liked my, my wife more than he liked me. <laughs> I won't lie to you. I won't lie to you, Brian. Your wife is not hard to look at. <laughs> he, was a, he was a smart guy because, you know, <laughs> if he was looking after the families and the wives and stuff, yeah, the wives couldn't say no to the boys when he wanted to take that extra uh, trip. Because 100%. Very, very smart guy. Oh, yeah. I guess he is. Yeah. Wow. God damn, yeah. That is awesome. That, that's yeah. very smart for very sure. Smart. It's also very nice to have the money to do that stuff, but man, smart. Yeah. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know what he spent, but he, I'm sure it was enough. Yeah. Oh, for sure. He so loved it though. How, uh, how special was that uh, first ISC title there in 93 with the Gators? Tough to explain. You know what? I, I, I personally, uh, I think the only guy that thought we could really win was Darren Zach. Really? Because he had the ball because I remember, and, and uh, I can't kid you. Um, yeah. I personally would have been satisfied from what I was seeing in a, a new team. Um, 
we had made it to the, um, well, I guess we lost on the Friday and we had to win two or three times to get to the, the, to the final day. But we got, I know the boys were out at two o'clock in the morning saying, Hey, well, you know what? We're going to end up third or fourth. This is great. And we get up and we have to win three ball games. <laughs> we, we pulled it off against, uh, at that time, Sioux city, Iowa, which is uh, a dominant team, a stacked team. So I figured and then we had to beat, we had to beat them twice. It was like, Jeez. This, this can't really happen, but, um, Darren stole the show again and we chipped in and got our runs. Amazing. Yeah. And Darren's like, fuck you guys. You're <laughs> I'm fucking winning this. <laughs> uh, I, I don't mean to keep going to Darren's act. Cause you know what we did? We clearly had some, a lot of great players. Oh, of too, course. Like, of course. Of course. Yeah. But I mean, we got to talk about 95 because what Z-Man did in 95 and yourself. Cause I mean, you had a tournament record, 17, hits 17 hits. and was MVP. Yeah. But that 95 run where you guys lost the first game and then just went perfect was probably one of the greatest things in ISC history. I don't think probably, I think it is. You're right. Probably the greatest thing. <laughs> and you know what? I, I, uh, I, um, I had the best seat in the house. I, I watched that performance from center field and, and, uh, and to the likes of Kernigan and Sorensen and Boyer coming up the bat. And I'm going, that that ball was moving in so many directions. And I, wow. I'd never seen anything like it, really. It's almost like he, if you, if you do remember, he lost the first game. Yeah. 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 And uh, something switched. And he was, I bet, well, clearly he was pretty much unhittable. Yeah. I think it was like I was just telling the guys I, there was ten ball games and I don't know that I played more than oh I probably got five or six ground balls, a couple fly balls, and that was about it. <laughs> Jesus, well, yeah. You, yeah. And my my brother used to say, "Well, how can you get so sore?" And I said, "Hey, I'm ready on every pitch, so you got to do that move, right?" You that's exactly <laughs> that's right. That's how you get sore. Not to mention you got to walk from the dugout all the way to center field. That's a long friggin' hike. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know what? You're right. <laughs> yeah, You're right. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, I think you. Well, I got it right in front of me. Over the final 69 and the third innings, he didn't allow a single run. Like that's ridiculous. It, isn't it though? You know what? Yeah. And Darren's so humble, and uh, I room with him very close with Darren, and he just he believed in himself so much. Like, that's give awesome, me the ball. Man. Give me the ball. Yeah. And yeah, he was that good. In that stretch, I mean, I there's obviously been great pitchers, but oh yeah, I don't think that performance will ever be matched again. I don't think it it can't. I it, I don't think it can. It definitely in today's game. Yep, I don't think it can. Records are made to be broke. That is true, but I don't. Yeah. But what he did was just yeah. Listen, it's it's phenomenal. But you know what? This is a Brian Patton podcast. Let's fucking get off of Darren. Yeah, I know that's, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> All right, back to you, Brian. <laughs> Let's talk about that. I got to ask about the, the move to the Tampa Bay smokers. What, uh, how'd that all come about? Pete Porcelli just got out well, of prison. Um, so we call- <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Get, get this one guys. It seemed like every, <laughs> I don't know why they, they seemed to go broke or something, but every team I went to seemed to fold. <laughs> <laughs> Your wife was costing them too much money. <laughs> the truth be known, it wasn't Owen Sound that was falling, but I went with the Gators and then, uh, I wasn't going anywhere, and Jack, uh, the Gators, after four years, decided that uh, it was over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, so 97, the probably the best team on paper that I ever played for was uh, in Green Bay. Okay, yeah. And uh, we 
we didn't win, but I don't think we lost a tournament all year. But anyway, at the end of that year, Green Bay, uh, I guess it was all car. They called us. Right. Um, they also folded. <laughs> so the next stop was, uh, Tampa Bay. And of course, Darren was there and, uh, that was the, uh, that was the place to be. Right. So, I mean, I had some different options, but man, that was not was pitching there. And yeah, I knew that Tampa, Tampa had a real good team. And then, uh, um, that's all that call came about. So what, what was, uh, how was Purcelli as a, as an owner? <laughs> he was a wonderful guy, but yeah. he was hilarious. He, he, he was the, the, uh, he was an owner, but he was probably the biggest fan. He loved it so much. He loved uh, his players and he treated it. He treated us like he was in the big leagues. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm talking the major leagues. He used to do some, we used to fly out uh, Friday morning to play exhibition series and we get to the park and a van would from the dry cleaners with the smoker logos all over it. <laughs> uh, the door would open and he had all the uniforms ready to go. And um, I'll quickly tell you this story though. All right. Cause it was funny. I was just telling some guys the other day, I was actually just talking to Darren and, uh, so we'd have the game in, in Clearwater, it was. And he used to have a, a mascot, like a guy with a big, yeah, big you know, giant head. Ball, but yeah. A, yeah. I don't know if you've seen that mascot. Oh, yeah, have, yeah. And then he used to, <laughs> he would have, he would have the, the smoker machine going from the dugout. And somebody would be on the uh, announcer saying, Here comes your Tampa Bay smokers. <laughs> yeah. We would run out through the smoking machine. And honestly, there was 40 people in the stands. <laughs> <laughs> and probably, probably 25 of those people were family. <laughs> that's awesome. So, but, but that's the way he took the game. And I mean, uh, really a different guy, but hey, if you, if you, if Peter liked you, boy, he sure, sure treated you pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you guys, you, you guys got whatever you wanted. Pardon me? You guys, you guys essentially got whatever you wanted when you were with Tampa Bay. Because I mean, if you watch the the movie Fast Pitch, yeah, have you watched it, Brian? I don't think I have. No. Oh, you should. You're on there, so yeah. <laughs> you're in that movie. Oh, am I? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's all about the. Well, it's it's the. Um, it was the year you guys won in '98. Yeah, but it's Ashland. Uh, it's it's like a documentary of with Ashland that Nick McCurry ran. Yeah, and then. A there lot was, about Shane. Uh, Hunter, yeah, Hunter. Well, I, honestly, I haven't seen it, but I have heard about it. Oh my goodness, with, Brian, uh, you should Jeremy watch Spear? it. Yep, yeah. Jeremy did it. Yep. Yeah. Pete Purcelli's okay, on yeah, there a lot. Never, yeah. It's definitely something yeah. you should you should check out. I mean, you should it, watch it with your family, actually. It's <laughs> quite hilarious. It's pretty good. Yeah. 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 Am I actually in it? I, well, be, I believe so. Well, you can see your name on the back of the jersey. Yeah, and you see the giant. Oh, okay, well, you can see that okay. giant mascot. The, the giant bobblehead mascot a lot. <laughs> Pete Purcelli's on there a lot. Talks out to the outfield or something. Perhaps, like yeah. <laughs> Pete Purcelli's on so, there a lot, talking about himself, stuff like that. But yeah, I, I guess so. My next stop, uh, yeah. that uh, that team folded right in in 1998, and uh, that's when Peter. I was headed to the farm actually, and um, Peter put this guilt trip on me and I had to salvage his team. So I ended up going with Peter to New York with the Heflin builders. Oh, really? Yeah. So Peter joined up with Heflin builders and he, I, I thought he was all done and he called me up and he goes, what will it take? And I said, well, gas is expensive. And, um, um, I end up staying with him. Oh, wow. 
Oh, jeez. Yeah. What like, year was that? Like 90, that would have been on 99? 99, yeah. Did Dwayne Miller or Timmy McCumber play on that team as well? Do you remember Dwayne Miller by chance? Uh, I don't know what to, oh, you're, I think Todd King played on that team. Oh, Kingo, yeah. Oh, Kingo, yeah. I knew there was somebody from yeah. home that played with Alflin. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was Todd. No, Timmy McCumber's from the, your, your way too. Yeah, right? Timmy lives five minutes from me, actually. Yeah, I'm terrible. You know what? This is this is <laughs> listen. Twenty years ago, I forget half this stuff. Though. You're no, you've been amazing. We're we're super happy to have you on here. There's only one guy with a crazy ass memory. Who was that? That was freaking <laughs> Marty. Marty. <laughs> yeah. Holy. Todd Martin. Holy shit! That guy can remember everything. He remembers an out in the '94 ISCs. Yeah. I had a three-two count. I threw a rise ball on the outer half of the plate. <laughs> 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 guy's a magician <laughs> did you play with you would have played oh. with marty in tampa in tampa yeah yeah with who's that with uh todd, todd martin. martin oh yeah todd's a very good friend of mine he was uh um played with todd of course on the national team but in yeah. in tampa yeah we met every friday morning <laughs> oh nice yeah. and nice. i told those young guys i said uh i said because we had a lot of fun i said and there were only exhibition games so I said, I'll party with you guys one night out of the two. And that's it. So well, I stuck to that deal. So good for you. <laughs> yeah. We had a lot of, a lot of fun. <laughs> that's, awesome. that's awesome. Uh, let's jump to, to team Canada here. Did you, was it 1985 that you first joined team Canada? No, it would be, uh, well, 1986. Okay. And that, that was, but that was, was to just, represent in 87 to the Pan Ams. No, here's what happened. In 86, they had the camps and the rosters type of thing, and I got cut. Oh. Oh. In 86, and then um, they just called me back. Uh, um, I guess they scouted more, but I ended up going to the Pan Ams in 87. Okay. Okay. And, that must have been, uh, you know, pretty cool. Indianapolis. I mean, the fact that you got to represent the red and white yeah, for, putting the, on the, for the first time, that must have been pretty cool. Well, it was absolutely uh, cool. I guess I can tell you this quick story. I was uh, in eight in eighty seven. So my my goal was to play for Canada just once, right? Because I I have five children, and at the time I had three. And um, so anyway, I played uh, that year in eighty seven, and I basically retired. Jesus. And I was I was going to be finished. Hey Brian, and, uh, no, you didn't. <laughs> you did not. <laughs> Well, I actually did get this story because in 87, I retired. And um, so I was playing the next year in the city league and the coach, Terry Bader called and said, we need you to come to Saskatoon. And I said, Terry, I'm playing in an industrial league. <laughs> and he goes, no, we need, we need you to come. So one, one week I was playing against uh, a local team here, and the next week I was playing against New Zealand Open Saskatoon. <laughs> that is nuts. <laughs> Jeez. Story. Little, little bit That's of a difference awesome. in caliber there. <laughs> that is incredible. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I really did. I thought he was kidding me. I thought, why? He goes, no, we can't find anybody that can replace you, so we need you to come out. I went, okay. And then, uh, of course, 16 more years later, <laughs> I was finished. I was going to say, like, that, <laughs> yeah. I just, you think about it, if you, if you, didn't take that call i mean that's you know would you would have been done would we've been talking to you today i mean that's, you know what i mean like that's crazy 
You still would have still called you. Yeah, I don't, you're right. I don't think you would be calling me tonight. I don't know. You're a pretty nice guy, yeah, Brian. I think we would have Listen, I, had, I would have had the one gold medal and uh, succeeded with my goal. And you know what? Yeah, might yeah, have been fine, too. Still I don't pretty know, fantastic. But, hey, it's worked out. Worked out pretty good, yeah, yeah. for sure. And I mean, I we I got to talk about 1992 and that ISF gold that you got in Manila. I mean, at, how awesome was it to win that one? Because I mean, winning a gold medal at the world level is you know <laughs> amazing. You know what? I get asked this so often, and it's so hard to explain. Um, number one, wearing your the Canada uniform is is a huge honor. Yeah, but playing in the games and and the team like we had in '92, it was a collection of guys like the Gators actually that you could tell they were playing for each other, and the way that played out and the way the final game played out with uh, your buddy Jody Henniger there and the big hit that he got and um, the the uh, competition we had with the Kiwis, it was. Uh, so, so special. And the, the only problem was that with the Canadian team, you get to celebrate. It seems like, uh, you know, you, you're there, you do it, and it's over with type of thing. Mm. But I don't think you could ever explain explain the, the, the feeling unless you're doing it yourself. I mean, it's just uh, so gratifying. There's so many words that I could use. It, it's uh, tremendous. Yeah, it's it's amazing. We, I mean, we get to watch it from the outside in, but we love it. it. We're it makes us proud just watching guys wearing the leaf. It's it's amazing. I just can't imagine being there representing. It would be just staggering. And not to mention that that year you had two Nova Scotia guys on that team too, which we were very proud of. Mark Smith and Jody Henniger. Okay, one sorry guys, I I'm missing that. No, I said that same year in 92, uh, at the ISFs, when you guys won gold, you had Mark Smith and Jody Henniger on that same team. They're both Nova Scotia guys. So that was a proud moment for us yes, as well. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, Jody, obviously I played with him in tremendous talent, obviously. And I yeah. remember being new to, I remember, I don't mind telling you this because I was sitting at a table in the, and there was Jody and Darren Jack, um, at the times, cause I'm a little, not younger, but kind of. These guys are a little more experienced. Sure. Uh, Ray Tilly and sitting around the table and for myself just going, wow. Yeah. Oh, Smitty was there, Mark Smith too. Yeah. So. Just all <laughs> Um Yeah, it's just a feeling like I'm just even for myself who's there, I'm on the team and I'm going, holy <laughs> yeah. crap, this, this, is, this is amazing. That's awesome. This, I mean, this is amazing. Yeah, you look at that pitching staff that you had. I mean, you, we mentioned Smitty and 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 Jody Z-Man. and Z-Man, but Peaches was yeah. there as well. Like, <laughs> Jesus. that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I, uh, yeah, not to cut in, I keep talking about Darren, but the Underwoods and, and Pieknik and Terry Bell, these guys are all, they're all tremendous players. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I can add to that 92 game if you like, cause it's kind of funny actually. Sure. Of course. Yeah, of course. Um, it's so 92, the coach, Terry Bader, I think you know that name, oh, but he came course. to me and said, we got to go, we got to go with our hitting lineup. And I said, yeah, okay. Uh, so, so what do you want me to do? Sit in the bench? <laughs> he goes, no, 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 no. <laughs> he goes, no, I, I need you to get on base. But I said, okay. So he goes, really, you're the only outfielder out there. Oh, said, shit. Oh, wow. Yeah, this is the final game. So I said, well, what do you mean? He said, I'm going to go with Clark Bosch, who's the first baseman. And Smitty... Mark Smith, who's a pitcher out in the other field, and you. <laughs> he says, you, 
he said, you pretty much got to cover it. Anyway, <laughs> like, come on. Oh, that was our lineup. You got to get on your horse, and, Brian. Uh, <laughs> a, a true story, a true story. So Clark Bosch was overplaying in the left field and a big, big high fly. Guys on base and everything. And it's it's way up there. I'm running over. I'm running over, and he's yelling at me. I can't see it. I can't see it. <laughs> and I'm telling you, if he hadn't if he hadn't caught the ball, we were lost. Oh shit! But, so I'm running. I'm re- almost ready to go into dive mode. Almost ready. And he goes, I got it. <laughs> he the ball. I, I, I'll never forget it. I said, you got to be kidding me. That's and, I, and that's exactly the truth. That's exactly what happened. But he, Yeah, he, he probably saw it the whole time. He, he just wanted you to run. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted nothing to do with that. Oh, 100% he didn't. I could have got it. <laughs> yeah. That's but amazing. The rest is history. I mean, that, yeah. That's amazing, yeah, for sure. And it was just... Uh, <laughs> What was what was Manila like anyway? I was going to ask that question. Yeah. Like, what was it like? Is it super hot? Super humid? Lots of mosquitoes? Oh, golly, I, you know, uh, you're, <laughs> once again, these are questions for so long ago. <laughs> yeah, I can remember the atmosphere. That's why I can remember the uh, <laughs> sitting outside uh, having drinks or having a coffee in the mornings, and the, and the atmosphere at the ball field was uh, was nice. Um, oh, good. I had so many experiences. I have to remember them all. Uh, to be honest with you, with the Pan American Games and uh, yeah, um, up in Whitehorse playing and stuff like that. But I just remember the atmosphere was uh, um, nice, and we were under some pretty heavy security all the time. I remember that. We oh yeah, go too far without somebody. Yeah, without the escorts and things like that. So wow, um, yeah, pretty cool. Just think of how many places because of this great sport how many places you got to travel to it's an amazing opportunity so very lucky you know what so very blessed you're absolutely yeah you're absolutely right because we uh and, and not only that it's not the places that we got to go to it's the places that we stayed when we got there right it's probably the most interesting part where we were in uh, the Pan Am uh, village in, in Cuba and the atmosphere and seeing Fidel Castro at the opening ceremonies. Oh, uh, wow. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. Going, going to the Philippines and they take us to a nice barbecue to the Canadian embassy. And, uh, I don't know, going to Guatemala and being told, you know what, you guys, you stay in these zones because if you go to these zones, your chances are you're not coming out. Wow. Um, yeah, so a lot of these places that we stayed, uh, you're probably not going to take a vacation to, you know? No, no yeah, that's no, true. Gosh, no. That's true. So, I mean... Yeah, and then... Oh, sorry, go ahead, Brian. And then uh, we have a, a training week in uh, Hawaii before on our way to the Philippines, and uh, I remember all those days, and that was the, all the, the team building and stuff like that. So, yeah, just a wonderful time. So I'm glad I come back after I retired in 87. You're right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and of course... You captained the team for eight years, which is incredible. What uh, heard of? You know what? Uh, being captain of Team Canada, how uh, how much pride did you take in in being that that captain? Actually, quite a, quite a bit, of, and, I, and I took the job very serious. I, I um, it, it did mean a lot to me because you know what? No matter what, sometimes I play it down because it's only softball because it's a small little circle, I suppose, but. And people would just remind me, you know, being a captain of anything, let alone a national team, is a big deal. But I, I really enjoyed that role. I think my uh, on the field, I think I had some 
quiet leadership that was well-respected. So that, that obviously means that meant a lot to me at the time. Still does today, actually. Of course. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, is there any, you know, besides that uh, 92 gold medal, is there anything else with, you know, Team Canada that sticks out to you as far as, you know, big memories? In, yeah, in like top books? drawer, top dog. Well, you know, what the, the, the first one is probably, I'm not going to say the best, but when I'm trying to uh, complete my goal and represent once, but yet to go into uh, the U.S. there and play the U.S. in the, in the final game in Indianapolis. And um, winning a gold medal, um, um, seeing that what that that feeling and that experience is all about—that's something that I'll never forget. Because honestly, um, you know, if I never did come back to play in '88, I probably would have been pretty satisfied with that. Yeah, yeah. So sure. that that yeah. that's one that I'll I'll never uh, I'll never uh, never forget. Yeah. But I, I've had so many uh, big ball games and pressure situations and. Uh, I know I they say you only play center field, but uh, so so many times it's been close. It's it's just the, our great game, right? Absolutely, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. My favorite. Uh, yeah. Well, Brian, we have a thing that uh, we like to end the podcast with. We call it. Uh, we like you to e-transfer some money because we don't have a sponsor. <laughs> uh, sorry, Brian. Just kidding. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Randy. <laughs> uh, we have a we call it player association. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out some names to you if you. Uh, want to touch on them a little bit and talk about them. And if you have a great story about them, let it fly. You talk, you just going to throw some names. Is that what you said? I'm yeah. Just, we're going to give you I'm some gonna, names. I'm going to give you some names and we're pretty have, sure you know who they are. Yeah. You definitely know who they are. So <laughs> if you have a story about them, just let it fly. Okay. You ready, Brian? My okay. dad. Yeah, <laughs> no. We'll give it a try. Sure. Okay. All right. Uh, first one I have on the list here is uh, Terry Chalice. Terry Chalice, boy, there's a guy that you'd want on your team. He's he's the cockiest, <laughs> probably because he's so cocky. <laughs> he, he, he he he's underrated because his uh, his skill set was amazing. I, I'm as well as he's done. I'm I'm surprised uh, that he even did more. And that's the way I feel. Like he's he was a clutch guy. Wow, he was an arrogant guy, yeah. and he was a tough little bastard. Oh, yeah, <laughs> he, he, he was. Uh, and a great friend, like I mean, a great, a great teammate. You, you, you'd want him on your team, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, next up, I have is uh, Mike Crawford. Mike Crawford, um, full of respect for Mike. You know, probably one of the best team guys um, I've ever played with, and I played with Mike a lot. Um, his abilities to pitch were underrated because, unfortunately, Mike always pitched behind guys that were the real top guys. And I'm, and Mike, uh, in my opinion, could have started on any other team, but he chose to uh, sit back and be that team player and uh, probably one of the best team guys I've ever seen. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, next up, I have Chris Jones. Jonesy. Jonesy. Chris Jones. Chris Jones. Okay. Do you remember <laughs> so him? In, in, <laughs> you know, yes, I do. You know what? He was a young guy. Yep. Yeah, he was. And yeah. First time we played with him, there's he's playing at Burlington, and uh, he couldn't hit the ball out of his hand. Oh, yeah. He, he couldn't hit. He, he just couldn't hit. He started slapping. He started developing. But I remember him uh, sitting beside myself and Hendricks and Hendricks said this the other day. And now that this guy's got an Olympic medal, he, 
that I apparently said to him, I said, you know what, kid, you're going to be okay someday. (laughs) So with that, I I think uh, we become very, very good friends and and we keep in touch still today. Awesome. Awesome. Two more here. Uh, I mean, we talked about them quite a bit on the podcast. Steve Mullally? (laughs) Z-Man, Darren Zach. Okay, well, Darren Zach is, uh, most people probably don't know this, but we became... Because uh, we kind of got together in '92 at the in Manila there, but we kind of it started with the Gators with, with his. We had the connection going in, and I think uh, uh, we roomed together. And um, it's a case where I didn't realize how much he respected me. And to tell you the truth, it was so mutual. And we we had some discussion here with his his wife was here, and uh, you know, looking back on it. Uh, Darren's been uh, a special guy in my life. And I mean, I didn't realize as good as he was that he respected myself and extra and my game as much as he did. So um, we had that special union, so to speak, and you couldn't ask for a nicer guy. And what I like most about Darren is um, no matter, well, yeah, no matter who you were on the team, yeah, the 11th guy, 10th guy, or, or, or one of the top players, he treated you all the same. Beautiful. I think he did have his he did have his favorites. I I think, but that was really really special. I mean, you could make an error, and uh, he would just say, "I got you, chum. Don't you worry. We'll get the next one." And yeah. Stuff like that. I mean, he's just a wonderful man. Great. And I tell you, on the on the weekend here, he he sure hasn't changed. I mean, thank you, thank you. And uh, um, I could get into some fun stories, but I'll choose not to do that <laughs> with, with Darren. <laughs> you know, with you saying that, Brian, um, we're going to ask a favor of you because we, we've been trying to get Darren on the podcast. Maybe put the bug in his ear for us. If you, if you are chatting with him or what have you, we did, we have contacted him a couple of times, but he, his daughter said he's not the best at texting. <laughs> apparently. But who, who, uh, who, who are you trying to contact? Darren. D- like yeah. him, he, you, because yeah. he probably he doesn't use his phone at all. Yeah, yeah no, I know. I, I talked I talked with his daughter, and she's like, "You're better off to call him." But I'm too scared to call him because <laughs> he's such a big icon in my. Well, in my you know house. what? I'll tell you what. Uh, well, I because he's. Uh, I want to check on his health before I bother him again. Of right. course, of course. Struggling here with his back, but yep. yeah, it's it. I did mention it to him, oh. and he knew about it. Oh, really? Oh, really? Wow. I'm doing this podcast with outside the shoot. And, and he goes, oh, I've heard of them. Oh, shit. But what I learned over the last three weeks, if you want to get a hold of Darren, you have to go through Charlotte. Okay. Okay. All right. Good so to know. I'll, good I can hook you up. Uh, oh. uh, I'll get a hold of you guys, but I can hook you up with that. Yeah, right. Radio, awesome. radio that's that's Thank you, Brian. That's good to know. Thank you. I, and yeah. I can't leave without mentioning this last guy, uh, Chuck Hendricks. <laughs> yeah, we have to. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck Hendricks. Well, you know what he's, that guy said, uh, we've been family friends for years and years and, and roommates. Uh, as I say, we started out here in Woodstock and no, Charlie didn't, uh, he didn't play on the national team, but it seems like every team I played with, he was on. So we had, uh, so much fun. He, he, he uh, became, uh, best friends, not any best friends, but he's had a profound effect on my life. Actually, he's like, he's became like a brother to me. It's mm. um, fantastic. If if I could suggest something, if you're in, if you want some interesting stories, you might want to suggest 
I suggest maybe you get a hold of him. Too. You know what, uh, Brian? When I met you at the uh, at the AGM at your Hall of Fame induction, you did mention to me that we got to get Chuck Hendricks on that podcast. I have him written down on my piece of paper right in front of me, so we'll definitely talk about that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, because you know Chuck. Anyway, back to the, back to your question. Yeah, Chuck means sure. the world to me. It really does. And uh, in my opinion, uh, Charlie um, was an underachiever because uh, he. he he was more focused on the pitching and being a catcher. And I just, I really think that uh, he forgot that he, he was a pretty damn good hitter too. So oh, yeah. he, he kind of just, he didn't care about hitting. He just wanted to catch. He had a job to do. And uh, everybody loves Chuck Hendricks. That's for sure. Beautiful. Those catchers, man, they're, well, you gotta love them. Gotta love them. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Listen, Brian, I appreciate you coming. We both appreciate it. It's been an honor having you on. Honest to God, Brian. We're super excited. I'm so happy you, you know, took the time to come on and chat with us because this has been amazing. Well, okay. I appreciate it, guys. And you know what? It's funny how it goes. Uh, Once again, I was talking with the boys 20 years after the fact. uh, It's it's easier to talk about the past when you're playing yeah um i know myself i really didn't talk i didn't like talking about what we were doing because that's you know you're humble you're not supposed to so of course you know when you asked me over there i thought yeah why not because it's easy nowadays and um i really respect the fact that the uh younger guys or the people playing today respect us older guys and give us you know and value our views so it's uh it's pretty impressive stuff so i thank you guys too Absolutely. Awesome. Just awesome. gave me the shivers there. Yeah, I know. That's good. That's great stuff. Good stuff. Listen, Brian, all the best, uh, you know, Merry Christmas to you and your family and happy yeah. holidays and all that that's coming up. And uh, we're definitely, uh, definitely going to have to keep in touch. Okay. Can I ask you a question? Absolutely. How did I do? How did I do? Um, not very good, actually. Um, <laughs> yes. no. Do I get a four out of 10 or a seven? No, no you, you, definitely you did fantastic. 10 out of 10. Yeah, 10 out of 10, but you knocked it out of the park again. Okay. Again. Yeah, you, if you it's did. that yeah. Yeah, uh, listen, if it's that bad, you guys don't, if you don't have to put it on if it's that bad. Oh, the no. whole thing's coming out. It comes out on Monday, actually. It comes out on Monday. So you can listen, have your family listen to it as well. Okay, listen, jog my memory about Darren Zach, and I will try to hook you up, okay? Yeah, absolutely. Randy's going to get a hold of you. All right, Brian. Take care, pal. Cheers, Brian. Okay, bye-bye. Bye Thanks. now. Awesome stuff. That's fantastic. Great. I honestly did get shivers there. I know. Yeah. What a beauty. This yeah. is this is great. Like I said to you earlier, it's great having some of the older generation guys on our podcast. Yes. Because a lot a lot of people like hearing those old stories. 100%. And I loved it, man. Here's something that uh I I just thought about that when he was when he was saying that is that you know the guys that are that are younger than us, like, you yeah. know, e- like even like the kids growing up now go on YouTube and type in, you Brian know, Patton. like not just that, like absolutely Brian Patton, but you know, ISC's 1990, like, yeah, look at it. There's games on there. Yeah. Like there's full games on there with pay and pack playing friggin' such and such Yeah, that if you watch, you're like, that is good ball. Like, what a game. Like, yeah, it's amazing. I mean, I mean, it's one, nothing with, two hits between yeah. the two teams and everything, but it's so good to watch. Like I watch it all the time. And man. they're playing. And so do you. They're playing in front of 5,000, 6,000 people on a yeah. Tuesday night for frig sakes. Like Randy, I sit at my kitchen table every morning. I get up, I have, I make my breakfast, my, my breakfast, your breakfast, <laughs> my breakfast. I have my coffee and I put on old ball games. Love it. Every morning. I love it. 
Love it. That was a fantastic podcast. That was very Listen, I wanted to mention something to you that I did want, I wanted to mention in the intro, but, um, when you put the post out on Facebook or on social media is about Darren Zach and that, that, um, Oh, his crazy run, crazy 10 games. Yes. The amount of traction that we received on that was amazing. I know. And I've read every comment and to hear stories from guys that had gotten to play against him, played with him, watched him. I loved it. Isn't that amazing? I loved it. I love that stuff, man. Yeah. That makes me feel that this podcast is doing what it's supposed to be doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our socials are doing what they're supposed to be doing. It's. Yeah. I love every second of it. I know it's funny because uh, I, of course, put in the post, I get the alerts on it and I'm like. Yeah, so do I. Oh yeah, you would too. <laughs> yeah. Get, ding, ding, yeah. ding, 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 ding. What is going on here? Anyway, yeah. But actually I had to turn them off because it was just, yeah. that's how many we were getting. Yeah. But every time I log in, it's like. And I just love reading them. It's all, it's so awesome. Yeah. It makes you feel good, man. Yeah. I love it. So yeah, if you're, if you're not following us on any social medias, just please do, just please do yeah. and follow the podcast, subscribe to the podcast because it actually analytics go a long way. They do. Someday. Maybe. I read that. <laughs> I read that somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Hopi. Yes, man. Great episode. Listen, another good part of this. Holy hell. Brian Patton, we're texting you right away. Oh, man. We got a line of Charlotte. That listen, and I, I don't want to take anything away from the podcast, but or any other guests that we ever had on. But Randy, if we can get Darren on, I, I'm going to be floored. I know it, it's He's one been, of those. It's the whale. It's, <laughs> it is the whale. God damn it! Anyway, all right, Hobie. But if not, everybody, best of luck. Pray for Kenzie. Oh, we got Verm coming on. Oh, shit. That's going to be a good one, too. In two weeks. I should bring my toaster. <laughs> oh, wait. I, uh, he's, he wrote me something that I meant to mention to you. I can't. I won't oh, tell me later. I'll right. tell you after. But anyway, Cheers thanks, everybody. Everyone. Cheers, everyone. Stay Classified. Safe. All right, kids. Time to get in bed. Santa's coming soon. Okay. Can you read a book? All right, just one story, all right? Here we go. On the night, so silent night Stay by okay. the fire, baby It's so cold outside Tis the We're season it's snow Cause yeah. it's already ten below uh, uh, Find uh, uh, the uh. love out here on this Christmas night The bells are ringing, ringing Okay, we'll grab the decorations Don't forget tradition Baby, it's cold outside You need to get your mittens Hang the mistletoe and write your Christmas wishes It's better to give than receive, show the kids the difference Cause this year, this year has been a tough one I'm just trying to celebrate and spend it with my loved ones Spread some cheer, pouring festive beer I appreciate the blessings I was blessed with here Uncle Chris and Aunt Leah reminiscing on the front porch Little Tay Tay trying to build another snow fort uh, I hear the church bells ringing I'll be there Christmas Eve with my family all singing Hallelujah Well, I'll be ready with the lights on. Got-
Got the decorations up, it's taking me all night long. Log on the fire, put on my ugly sweater. The children are